Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. Today's a really cool episode because I have gotten a lot of requests via Instagram for meal planning options for your baby. What do you plan out? What do you need to think about in terms of like nutrition, but also how many ideas can you come up with? Like I know a lot of parents are stuck with like offering the exact same foods over and over and they're just stuck in a rut. And so a lot of you are looking for ideas that you can offer to your baby that will, you know, hit on all the nutrient components and things that they need, but also will just be good family meals because you know that I'm all about offering your baby, you know, the same types of foods that you're eating it doesn't have to be exactly the same there are going to be some modifications and things to think about for them but generally speaking we don't want to be making different meals for you and your baby that is just way too much time and also not teaching your baby to eat the same foods that you eat as a family all right so when you are thinking about what you can serve your baby first of all i'm just going to go into some basics in terms of what the components are that i like to put in every single meal for your baby at least twice a day. You know, if there's once, you know, every once in a while or maybe once a day even where you don't get everything, that is okay, but do your best to try and get all three of these components. So, here are the components for you. The first one is a high iron food. So, you're going to want something that is going to be ideally if it's an animal-based source, you're going to be absorbing that a lot better than a plant-based source of iron. That doesn't mean that plant-based sources of sources of iron aren't good. It just means that you may need more of them and you're going to have to be extra deliberate about putting in a high iron plant-based source every single meal. So really try not to skip any meals uh, without a plant-based source of iron. Now, the regular source of iron, I have examples of different ones. You can find them in so many different types of foods in a blog post that I have written a while back. It will definitely help you out. Um, You can check out the link in the show notes and you can read more about it in the blog post. Okay, the next thing that you want to include in every meal is a produce, so a fruit or a veggie. And the reason why I say this is because we want to keep our baby exposed to them and used to the fact that they're going to see it on their plate all the time. And there are so many different ones out there. I want you to kind of help them rotate through as many as you can. This is going to help decrease pickiness. And especially as they move into toddlerhood, again, if they're used to always seeing a fruit or a veggie on their plate that is part of a complete meal for them, then they aren't going to be weirded out when toddlerhood comes and making things worse because usually they start getting picky anyway at that point. So this is going to kind of prime them to um, not be as picky at the very least, hopefully not even have to go through that stage at all. Okay, the third thing on the plate is a high-calorie food. So this is something that is usually a high-fat food or a starchy food that's going to provide a lot of good calories for your baby. So 
uh, fat food, you know, examples, avocado, some nut butter, thinly spread, of course, um, maybe some fatty fish like salmon or tuna, mackerel, sardines, things like that, you know, flax seeds and and hemp seeds and chia seeds. Those are going to be some good sources of fat, you know, um, maybe some shredded coconut, unsweetened coconut flakes. There's a whole lot of different foods out there that'll provide a lot of fat for your baby. And that is a really good thing. We want that. The other one is the starchy foods. So think about things like potatoes, whether they be white or sweet potatoes potatoes, or maybe starchy vegetables like carrots or peas or corn or things like that. So grains as well, that's also going to fall into the starchy food category. Lots of different options for grains. So generally, that is what I like to see. Iron, a produce, and a high calorie food on the plate. Now, the other thing that I want to mention in terms of meal planning for baby, I know this can start to get a little confusing and overwhelming, so I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I just want you to know that we do want to introduce highly allergenic foods early and often to your baby. So we know the research says now, once your baby starts solids, right around that six months mark, they should be getting a highly allergenic foods exposure so that they will have reduced risk of developing it later on in life. Now, that being said, some babies may need it a little bit earlier if they are high-risk babies. We're not going to get into that today, but I just want you to know, plan out those allergenic foods introductions. So you're going to want to introduce, I personally like about two per week, so that way you're getting most of those, if not all those allergenic foods in by that first month, maybe six weeks of starting solids. And you can space them out. You want to introduce one at a time, wait a couple days just for these foods. You're going to wait a couple days in between each one. Um, So that's going to have to take a little bit of calculation and planning on your your part in terms of when you need to offer them and what ones need to be offered first before you can offer other more varied recipes that might include those allergens in them down the road. And now the next thing that I like to plan out when I'm talking about baby meal planning is fatty fish. So We talk about this a lot in my course, but we have uh, a specific type of omega-3 fatty acid called DHA, which is so, so important for brain growth. So we want to be including a fatty fish, which is the best source of this DHA, in your baby's diet twice per week, ideally. So I like to plan that out ahead of time again, so I just make sure it happens. Um, So I... Again, I know sometimes this is like, whoa, I don't know how I'm going to think of all this stuff and make sure that my baby's getting all this, these nutrients in and I can cook all of them and, you know, tons of questions, tons of overwhelm for parents. So what I am actually doing right now inside of my baby led feeding online course is I'm creating a 30 day meal plan for parents. They don't have to follow it, but it does take into account all these components Plus, it takes into account texture introduction. I have something in that course called the texture timeline. And basically, it will move your baby through different textures from easier to more advanced textures. Plus, takes into account highly allergenic foods, high iron foods, all the, you know, the fish, um, making sure you get produce, all that jazz. So that's going to be in the new revamp of the course, which is going to be launching in the new year. So very excited for that. Stay tuned for that. If you do PS currently have the course now, you will be getting all of the upgrades for free. So you have a lifetime access and you have access to every single upgrade that I do from now until forever. So that is something to look forward to. All right. Now, when it comes to What I'm going to get into next is, so we got kind of covered the nutrition portion. Now I want to just mention that we want your baby ideally to be eating a variety of foods. So we don't want the same ones on repeat. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, baby cereal, five times a week, seven days a week, maybe for weeks on on end. I, I 
ideally don't want you to do that. This is the time between especially six to 10 months of age where they have a window of opportunity to really develop their taste buds and their skills and develop an affinity for food. So you really want to take advantage of that. And that means if you're eating the same things on repeat at home, your baby's going to get used to those few same foods. And when you want them to branch out later on, they're going to have a harder time doing that. So make this a goal for yourself. Try and include a lot of variety in your meal planning. Now, it doesn't have to be huge changes. Small changes are okay. Maybe you're changing a veggie. Maybe you're changing the type of bread you're using. Maybe you're changing a seasoning or, you know, um, a flavoring or a sauce or something like that. I'm going to give you a few examples as we go through this episode but changing is important nonetheless so my biggest tip to keep variety happening without overwhelming yourself is to create themed meals so I actually chunk different days into themes so you will have I'm going to go through this all with you don't worry but you're going to create a category of food that you serve on day one then another category of food that you'd serve on day two then another one on day three then another one on day four and so on and so forth you can do you know seven days a week you can have different themed food options or you can just do three days a week or five days a week within each theme you can slightly vary those meals so that you're getting different meals every time but they're still falling within that general theme so if this seems very abstract to you and you're like what are you talking about I'm going to dive into it right now and I'm just going to walk you through I'm actually going to give you five different theme days for breakfast lunch and supper so that you can have a really great start to your meal planning and a lot of ideas to give your baby variety and also the nutrition they need. So let's just start with breakfast. On day one, I'm going to theme this day as bread day. That doesn't mean I'm only offering bread to my baby, but it means that's kind of the basis to the meal. So I'm going to think, okay, what am I going to make for my baby? Today's bread day. I'm going to offer toast as my main part of the meal. Okay, toast. We're going to add some kind of topping on that. That's going to add maybe some calories, extra calories, and definitely iron. We want to add that high iron food. So you could take some toasted bread. Maybe you mash an egg on there. Maybe you mash some beans on there. I mean, you could even, and stay with me here, I know a lot of people cringe when they hear this but you can mat or puree a little bit of liver and spread it on there that's a wonderful high iron food and then you can add your produce because we always want a produce there so maybe you add a little fruit maybe you add a veggie don't be weirded out by the way um, with having veggies in breakfast meals your baby doesn't know what is the norm and in fact again I want your baby to get used to having kind of different types of foods and getting out of a fixed mindset with that kind of thing so you know what give them some veggies you can give them chicken you can give them anything at breakfast they're not going to know or care that it's not a typical breakfast food so if you want to change it up let's say week two comes around you're like oh it's bread day again but I don't want to offer toast because I want to keep this varied maybe the next day you're going to offer like an English muffin or a tortilla or you're going to vary the topping from last week or you're going to vary the fruit that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about where you can kind of keep it easy. It's chunked, you're, it's themed, but you are changing up what you're offering within each meal every time. Okay, day two theme is going to be a yogurt breakfast. So you're going to take some kind of yogurt. I always recommend a full fat plain yogurt for babies. And then you can add something on there. Again, fruit works really well. I know that's the typical option, but you can also do savory yogurts. I love them. Now, this is something that I, I do have an Instagram post on. I will link it for you in the show notes, but there are tons of ideas for savory options and it's going to make it easier for you to add a high iron food in there. 
So I love this combination. I actually like some cooked lentils in with my yogurt. Some cooked spinach works well as well. And you can put in just a little bit of like cumin or if you want some curry powder. There's a whole bunch of different spice options you can do that go well with this. Maybe a little bit of lemon juice and olive oil and serve that to your baby. If you're not used to savory yogurts, that's okay. It is not a common thing, but it's very, we actually have a a few different savory yogurt options in the Lebanese culture. And so we're used to having them, especially even for like an appetizer or lunch option, that would work really well. So I think, you know what, go ahead and do that for your baby. Expand their options besides just the typical, you know, plain yogurt, add some fruit. You could always add like hemp seeds or something. That's great, but maybe move them into some savory yogurt options as well. You can grate some zucchini you can put that in the sky's the limit but i will give you some ideas in that instagram post which i will link for you now day three for breakfast is a pancake or a waffle or a muffin so some kind of baked good like that i like to use greek yogurt again as a base for more protein So you can go ahead, you can add some kind of fruit with it on the side, um, and if you want to add some kind of high iron food on the side as well, you can. But what I actually find easiest is just to build in the iron content into that baked good. So I like to use uh, iron-fortified infant cereal and make a waffle or muffin or uh, pancake out of it. So that is day three's option. Day four is cereal or an oatmeal. So some kind of cooked cereal grain like quinoa porridge maybe or oatmeal or like a chia seed pudding or something like that. Again, really easy to add grated veggies into there. Some grated, maybe some lightly cooked carrots or some grated zucchini. Um, I like to add hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds to boost protein content and add a little bit of iron there. You can also mix in a thin amount of some kind of nut butter, almond butter, peanut butter, whatever it may be. Other ways you can change the flavor up, do things on a different day would be to add some unsweetened coconut flakes for some fat. And again, remember that you can totally go with savory versions of cereals as well. There are tons of recipes online and I think, again, makes it way easier to increase the iron content of the of that cereal option. Okay, the next option for breakfast is going to be our day five option, and that is going to be an egg dish. So eggs are so versatile. They are really easy, good first foods for baby. You can do omelets, you can do scrambled eggs, you can do boiled eggs, you can do mashed eggs mixed with like maybe, again, a bit of Greek yogurt and spread it onto some toast. You just vary the way that you serve the egg. Every single time it's a new exposure and you are really creating a new dish for your baby. You can add toast on the side. Again, bulk it up with a little bit of a top that's going to give some calories and some extra iron. I will say that there is iron in the egg yolk, so that checks off that category with that. And then you can add, again, fruit or veggie on the side. All right, so let's move on to our five lunch options that you can rotate through, these different categories that will make life easier. So day one is a snack plate option. So this is what I use when I have no idea what I'm going to make for my kids. Up to this day, I still do this. We basically take things that I can find easily in my fridge or pantry or freezer that I can pull out and like basically even not cook. Some things I just need to, you know, let's say cut fruit, um, maybe pop some beans or lentils or chickpeas out of a can, wash them and put them on the plate, slice up some cheese, maybe add like some thin rice cakes for a baby. That would really work well. They could eat that, especially after they've practiced starting solids for a few weeks. You can add in like a thin rice cake and see how they do. Even veggies. So you can just, I always open up my freezer. I see, okay, what frozen veggie do I have on hand? Is it peas today? Is it 
broccoli like what did i not use yesterday i'm gonna try and choose something different and i'll quickly steam them or roast them if you have the time but usually it's like steam them quickly or even you know put them in the microwave um, add a little bit of water to a bowl cover it up let it steam quickly like that and you kind of have this hodgepodge of a meal it doesn't have to make sense the items don't have to go together but your baby won't really care you just want to make sure that they're getting the nutrition and also the variety and the practice and all that stuff so that is my day one option i call it the snack plate Day two is some kind of sandwich option. So this is, again, really easy for you to be able to just share with your baby whatever options you're having. But I would stay away from deli meats. Those are high in nitrates and um, have a lot of salt in them. And so what I would do instead is do some kind of deconstructed tuna sandwich or chicken salad sandwich. And what you can do is just kind of use, I feel like I'm saying Greek yogurt a lot, but plain Greek yogurt as a base works really well. You could also use like a really good quality mayo. I love the Sir Kensington's mayo. Just be careful of some sodium levels there. You could mix like the tuna or the chicken with some mashed avocado if you wanted. You know, there's a few different options you can play around with, but you just, again, pop open that can of tuna. I always look for a low mercury, BPA-free lining if possible, and I use that in a sandwich easily and so I just kind of spread it on one side of some lightly toasted bread you can cut it into fingers and offer it to your baby that way if you find that it's hard for them to pick up and eat it's falling everywhere you can just have the tuna salad you know on its own right on the high chair and then you can have the slices of toast maybe butter it up a little for some moisture or add a little bit of that greek yogurt on there and then have those as toast fingers on the side as well uh what other tips i think i want to just mention quickly that i love ezekiel bread and in terms of giving baby some lower sodium options than what might typically be out there ezekiel bread is a really great one if you're offering your baby toast and specifically if sandwiches are on your meal plan rotation often i think that is a great one to purchase for your baby okay day three's lunch option is some type of pasta dish keep this really simple guys there is no need to you know create some kind of fancy recipe literally take any type of boiled pasta i like bigger pieces for baby so rigatoni or penne noodles i think work really well Um, boil it up you can just add some marinara sauce if it's high in sodium and you don't have like a homemade low sodium one no worries i always just take some tomato sauce and i mix in a little bit of like oregano basil maybe some garlic powder onion powder and there you go that is what i would do and i could add you know some avocado slices on the side or um, even if you want it again you can vary up the sauces by taking mashed avocado mixing it in with your pasta and offering that to your baby even if it's not something you love like you think oh my god that's a really nice meal again your baby doesn't care you just want to get them used to the variety and I actually think it tastes pretty good a little bit of avocado with pasta nice and moist I like it a lot you could also just take some olive oil and some lemon juice you can moisten up the pasta that way and create a little makeshift sauce that way you also what I would suggest is again if you don't have a high iron food on the side I would offer a lentil based pasta so you can find so many of them on the market Um, I have lots of examples inside of my course but the lentil based pastas basically use some kind of chickpea flour you can do that which would be a chickpea based pasta or a lentil flour or there are pea flour based pastas out 
there and those have high protein levels and high iron levels in them so i really love those for babies if you are using some kind of a cheese sauce so you want to do like a mac and cheese style pasta that is totally fine but just be careful because cheese is really high in sodium so not saying you can't offer it to your baby maybe you don't offer it that frequently or what you can do is mix in some kind of pureed cooked veggie like butternut squash works really well with cheese it kind of creates a more orangey sauce and spreads really easily and that's a great way to just to reduce the overall sodium levels all right so now day four's lunch option is going to be a sheet pan lunch so I don't know if you guys have ever made sheet pan dinners. I like making them for lunch especially too because they're so quick. So I just take, again, what veggies do I have on hand? I quickly chop them up. I put them on a pan and then I might add some kind of protein because lunch is usually requiring a little bit of a faster meal. I will take fish. I find fish cooks so quickly. I don't have to do much to prep it. I put it on the pan. I might season the whole thing all at once. I'll put a little bit of like whatever spice or seasoning I feel like just being careful of omitting the salt for baby and I pop it in the oven and I let it all cook at the same time. It's so, so easy. Again, you can take any protein. I do find that sometimes chicken can dry out so maybe just cover that a little bit um, so that your juices can stay into that meat and it can stay juicy for your baby but again I think fish works really well so one week you try salmon one week you try tuna one week you try I don't know anything tilapia or haddock or whatever you want Um, and again remembering that we want to include seafood um, especially fatty fish into your baby's meal plan twice per week if possible so this is a great way to do it have your sheet pan fish and veggie lunch and if you want it as well you can always throw in some sweet potato fries i find that is a really great starchy uh, high calorie food for your baby easy to cook with um, other veggies as well all right day five we're just going to do leftovers. There is no need to overcomplicate things. I think leftovers are the best lunch to have. You just take whatever you had from the night before. You serve that to your baby. There's no danger in that. You can reheat the food as long as it's been stored properly in the fridge and it hasn't been more than usually like a couple of days, uh, depending on the type of food. But leftovers are totally fine, totally safe, makes it easy for you. Use leftovers on day five. Okay, now we are moving into dinner. So with dinners, usually sky's the limit. We're all a little bit more creative with you know, varying dinners for the most part anyway on our meal plans. We are thinking about dinners a lot more than we're thinking about what we're gonna have for breakfast or what we're gonna have for lunch. So my suggestion is learn how to deconstruct some of those favorite meals that you guys have already on your family meal plan because It's just going to be the simplest way. Again, your baby can eat what you're eating. You may have to just take into account that, again, sodium levels might be high in some dishes. So that just means, is there a way that you can reduce sodium or maybe omit it for baby's portion? whatever it might be, just figure out how you can modify that. And again, just making it safe texture-wise. So I'm going to give you a few ideas. Day one, crockpot dinners. Anything that involves like a slow cooker or crockpot, you're going to get the nicest, juiciest, most moist and tender meat for your baby. Especially when your baby's first trying out meat, this is the way you want to start cooking it. I do have a blog post that talks all about how to serve meat to your baby and the different ways that you can cook it, but this is one of my favorite ways. So 
super easy. You're throwing in all your ingredients. You just set it for usually four to eight hours, depending on the recipes, and you let it cook throughout the day. So it's ready for you at dinner time. It is so perfect for texture. And again, high iron foods, you put in your meat there. I think if you're a meat eating family, that is such an easy way to get your iron in, maybe some potatoes for some high calorie foods or some rice or anything like that. There you go. Day one is a crock pot dinner. Now day two, the theme is Mexican. So any type of Mexican dish I find is so easy to deconstruct. I also find it's really fresh and you can add in a lot of veggies. So maybe it's tacos, but soft shell tacos. And so what I would do with that is you would take your tortilla, you would put it on the pan, just cook it very lightly, um, just so that it's not soft and doughy and fresh, because that can be a choking hazard for your baby. So you're just going to heat it up lightly on the pan. It's going to crisp up just a little bit, do it on both sides, and then you can offer it to your baby that way. Spread a little bit of salsa. If it's a homemade salsa, awesome. Low sodium, hopefully. If it's a jarred salsa, you can skip it. What I like to do for babies, we're back to the Greek yogurt. I like taking a plain, full-fat Greek yogurt and using that in place of sour cream or any other like salsa for babies. Mashed avocado, again, works so well. Or you can have like a ready-made spiced-up guacamole that is totally fine to offer to your baby. That works. Usually there's some kind of ground meat or maybe, again, it's like a shredded chicken like or pork. Pork carnitas works really well, enchiladas. All of those are wonderful foods. And so again, every week you just choose a different Mexican dish, generally have the same ingredients, but served in different ways. So that is another easy type of meal planning option you can have for your baby. Day three is going to be some type of casserole. So casserole night is easy. You dump that casserole on the tray and you can let your baby just dig in with their hands and eat it themselves. Or you can, you know, preload a spoon or preload a fork or just let them try and eat it themselves with a utensil. And that is all you really need to do. Usually everything's cooked really well and it's nice and soft for your baby. Again, just be careful of your sodium levels. But other than that, casseroles work well wonderfully. Day four is a burger or a patty of some sort or maybe like a fish cake or uh, a bean cake or a zucchini cake or something like that. So I like burgers specifically because again, boom, you've got your higher end food with the meat. If you're a non-meat eating family, you can do a bean burger or some type of veggie burger with some cooked spinach in there again, um, maybe tofu based or something like that that's going to give some high iron options. The meat, I like to serve it in, like I'll make the regular hamburger patty. I will cut it in fingers and give that to baby. Or you can make them um, in kind of log shapes. Kafta, if you've never had that, another great Lebanese dish that I love. Personally, we love it as a family, but for babies is really good as well. And it's just kind of a log-shaped ground beef mixture mixed with some spices and, and some you know tomatoes and onions and things like that. It's nice and moist, a great option for them. Like I mentioned before, Fish cakes work very well. So here can be like your second, you know, introduction to fish in that week. You can do a salmon cake or a crab cake or any other kind of um, cake like that. Usually a little bit of mashed potatoes, some spices. You can add egg in there and you can just pan fry that and they make really, really great meals for your baby. Um, what else? Meatloaf fingers. You can do them in a finger shape or you can do like mini meatloaf muffins. Also a really great option for your baby. So basically I categorize all those under burgers or patties or cakes. So that's my day four option. Now day five, soups. 
or maybe stews or some kind of chili, those are going to be, that's going to be the last category that I suggest. So what you can do with soups is you can strain out the broth so that your BB is just getting the actual pieces of food that's in there because the broth is going to be very hard for them to slurp up or to scoop up. And it's a mixed texture. So I, especially for early eaters, just give them the, the actual you know, content of the soup. So maybe it's some chicken, shredded chicken in there. Maybe it's some carrots. Maybe you've got, you know, you can add some uh, pasta noodles or potato in there. Um, And that's a really, really yummy, good food for your baby. You could also do chilies. Like I said, dump it right onto the high chair tray. Let them get in. It's going to be messy, but it's a really good, again, high iron source. You've got beans in there. And if you're a meeting family, you can also add meat in there. But both of them are good high iron options. Okay, so that takes you through literally five different categories for breakfast, lunch, and supper. That can be, you can extend that for many, many weeks depending on how creative you can be within each category. Again, you can do something just so simple like just changing out the type of veggie or the type of bread or the flavoring, the sauce, whatever it is. So I hope that this makes it a lot easier for you to kind of compartmentalize things. You've got a high iron food, a high calorie food, and a produce ideally on in every meal if you miss a meal here and there where it's not completely balanced no big deal but that's kind of something to aim for and then you have your categories of meals that you can just quickly substitute something in that falls within that category and you're not left thinking forever and ever what am I going to make for dinner tonight Okay, so that is all my advice, my friends. I hope you found this really helpful. And P.S., I have created a freebie for you that actually lists out all of these main food categories that you can go through and um, and serve to your baby so that you don't have to remember all this stuff. So if you head over to the link in the show notes, you can download the freebie and then just pin it up on your fridge and then have it for easy ideas. So definitely check that out. And if you found this episode to be helpful, please leave me a five-star rating and a review it would mean the world to me and helps to get this podcast out to other parents just like you who may need help feeding their kids thank you so much for listening and i will catch you on the next episode and have a great week